0: We did the first closing in February and uh, the final closing in, in April. You know, look, I've been around for a while and I am a big believer in Windows. And this window felt like it was just open too long. And so, <laughs> given, given the nature of what we do, you need, you need real money behind it.
1: You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders Hey folks, my guest today is Albert Santolo. He's a computer scientist and internet entrepreneur with experience in high growth venture-backed technology companies. He's now building a low-code development platform called 8Base. Uh, Recently made a nice pivot uh, and looking forward to catching up today. Albert, you ready to take us to the top?
0: Absolutely. Great to see you, Nathan.
1: Great to see you too. So my, my gosh, first off, this is a very competitive space. There's a ton of free tools. How are you positioning yourself?
0: Yeah, I mean look it's it's uh it's competitive and it's not. I mean if you look at the real competition is people building things from scratch. So, you know, I would say in some areas yeah, there's there's been solutions that have come out and made a difference, but there's still a lot of greenfield opportunity here. I'd say we're in the first or second inning still.
1: Yep. Now you when we last spoke, uh this would have been back um in early 2021 actually. You told me, you know, your largest customer was 240,000 bucks a year. You know you had twelve hundred customers paying on one hundred bucks a month on average. You're doing about one point5 million in total ARR. Um, and you I believe you were basically bootstrapped outside of a small seed round. How have things changed?
0: Oh my God, there's been a lot of change. So so at the time, we had you know a base has always had the intention of being full stack low code, but we had essentially half the product stood up. So we started with the back end. We had a back-end-as-a-service product, and we had a professional services offering that would help people use that backend. And so part of our bootstrapping and dogfooding strategy was to bring services to the table, uh, do large engagements that implement 8Base while we were building out the rest of the product. So that rest of the product, which is all the front-end tools, is now in the market. Uh, in the process of all this, we raised venture capital. Uh, so we closed a $10.6 million round, uh, earlier this year. And, you know, we're in the process of shifting the business model. So taking the services side of what we do, and instead of us doing it ourselves, creating an ecosystem of external providers that do it on behalf of our customers, mm-hmm. we've already got, you know, a seed, you know, a bunch of those in place and we're, we're building out more and then really focusing our efforts on product led growth. So really implementing a product like both Flywheel and then a B2B sales uh, effort that goes on top of that.
1: What's that mean? PLG Flywheel. What's the free plan look like? And if so, where's the, where do people run into the paywall on the free plan? How do you decide what activation metric to use?
0: Yeah. And, and so the paywall that's up right now is only for the back end. So the, the front-end tools are, are still free. We are going to combine that so that it's full stack pricing uh, in the next few months. But for now, we just want adoption of the front-end tools. And so the free plan is pretty ample, but the way, the way to think about it is it's going to give you a base uh, level of backend capacity on AWS. It's going to let you try out almost. That's all literally store it, storage, n- amount of storage or something. Storage and computing capacity primarily. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's the full blown, all of it available through a, through an API that exposes the backend. So if you're just using a base for the backend, you'll have the ability to use our free tier with ample capacity. If you're using the full stack, uh, the paywall will really start there with with the deploy button. So we'll we'll use a reverse trial where you get put into our professional plan for the first 14 days, and then you'll con- you, you'll convert off of that. So you'll be able to use the deploy button for 14 days, uh, hopefully fall in love with the tool, and after that you'll begin to pay at $25 a month
1: hmm You're using some interesting positioning words on your website, you know, things like the best, not just the best way to build like applications, the best way to build JavaScript applications. Yes. Um, and there's, you know, I, you know, niching down in a hyper-competitive space can really work. So why JavaScript applications? And what are other examples of how you're trying to focus on a specific niche?
0: That's it, It's interesting that you call it a niche. And I love that because it's actually the biggest niche there is. <laughs> so if you think about low-code tools... In general, they've all made people learn a new language, visual language, combination of visual and scripting languages, whatever. What we're trying to say is when you get into eight base, you should already know what to do. If you're a JavaScript developer of which there are about 14 million in the world. So mm-hmm. it's the largest pool of developers, you know, around a language in the world. So. If you're a customer, think about the benefits of using a low-code tool that also brings with it uh, fungibility from the developer side rather than train up developers on our stack at a high price point. mm mm-hmm.
1: Talk to me a little bit about um, go-to-market in sort of the non-traditional sense. You have 8Base Academy, which I believe is new. A lot of founders struggle with content, especially a formal academy program where there's coaches coming in, there's recordings happening, and how yeah. do you get eyeballs on it? So how have you structured this academy and is it working?
0: Yeah, academy is a great resource. And you know we're, we're probably in the third inning of building that out. Most of the emphasis on academy has been on the back end so far. So what you're going to see come online is the the front-end tools as well, plus, you know, non-technical resource-type education as well, uh, because when you're using 8Base, you have to be at least quasi-technical, but there'll be resources around non-technical people and how to access our ecosystem to uh to get to get what they need built
1: this can be a very specific question but i think a lot of people like this people love programmatic seo where you can sort of do one thing record a youtube video then it goes out a thousand places you then of put it back into an academy program something that looks like you've done well that I frankly we're struggling with at founder path you have taxonomy here i can see eight base console right. or graphql or resolver functions was that a manual pro- did you have someone manually go in and tag every piece of content with the right taxonomy so that your users can sort quickly
0: yeah. What one of the things we did was transcribe every video so that the transcription is out there on the web and crawlable um by 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 Google, et cetera. Is it working? So that, that's really yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's helping with the keywords for sure. Yeah. You're seeing
1: more organic traffic. That would be working.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's cool. That's very cool. Okay. Talk to me a little bit more about, about um, you know, ARPU. Obviously, you raise a series. And by the way, you've had like amazing timing on this series A. You close it one in March, right?
0: yeah yeah did we you know did first, we did the first closing in February and uh, the final closing in in April. Um, you know look I've been around for a while and I am a big believer in Windows and this window felt like it was just open too long. And so <laughs> given, given the nature of what we do, you need you need real money behind it you know so I, I felt like we had proved out our model. We had gotten enough R and D done that it was time to like step on the gas, you know, augment the team. And so around mid mid last year, I started preparing, and late in the year, you know, got the term sheet that we wanted to see, and, and then did the deal. Mm-hmm.
1: And and most um, most founders when they're doing sort of a Series A like that, they're selling ten to fifteen percent of the business. Were you sort of in that same range? Uh yeah, we were, yeah. So yeah. that would have been something, you know, between like an eighty and hundred million valuation, something in there.
0: You're in, you're in the range.
1: Okay, fair enough. Was yeah. it a? fair, You feel like it was a? Fa- looking now, valuations have contracted. You go, oh shit! How do I grow into this valuation now that the multiples are contracting so much?
0: Yeah, um, I didn't feel like it was a crazy valuation, and I didn't, I didn't really want a crazy route valuation. What I was more interested in was who was the partner. Um, and I'm, I'm just incredibly happy around that. So I, I never, I didn't, when who, we got, who partner, was it, who'd you pick? Yeah. So, so look, before I tell you, I didn't negotiate valuation on the term sheet. So I negotiated other things, but I, the valuation was something I didn't touch. Um, it, it so the partners foundry group. Out oh, of yeah. Boulder, uh, and Chris Moody, uh, led the round and I, I just, I have the utmost respect for them and Chris. And, you know, the the experience with them has just been phenomenal every step of the way.
1: What is going on, podcast crew? I want to let you guys know, I'm recording this just for you, we've got the big event coming up here shortly in about two weeks, Founder 500 in Austin, Texas. We've got over 500 B2B SaaS founders getting together. Over 100 of them have more, over 150 actually have more than a million in revenue. It's maybe the largest gathering of B2B SaaS founders with real revenues anywhere in the world. It's just going to be an amazing group. I don't want you to miss out. Grab your tickets by going, uh, just searching on Google, Founder 500, Founder 500, and you should find the Eventbrite link that way. I'd love to see you guys there. Where did you focus your negotiation power? If it wasn't on valuation during the term sheet process, were there sort of like board structure you were optimizing, ratchet clauses, liquidation preference? Like, what were you focused on?
0: It wasn't it, it, a little bit of board structure. Um, it was the cleanest, best term sheet I've ever seen, and I've seen you know I've seen at least a dozen in my day. Um, and 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 don't take it from me. Our lawyers said the same. They're like, wow, right? And these are Silicon yeah. lawyers. So yeah, yeah. Um, the negotiation was minor, minor stuff. I mean, it was it's it, it's probably not even worth talking about here. It's just like mm. there was no ratchet provisions. There was no liquidation preference. There was no none yeah. of that. Yeah,
1: there's a, there's a lot of a lot of friction I hear around the Series and negotiations on this stuff. Um, is you know the board structure is typically moving to either a three or five person board at the Series A because yeah. you've got the seed with one seat, the Series A with a seat, the founder or founders with the seat. But obviously a founder doesn't want to be in a position where there's two investors and then just the founder. So you typically create two other seats for common to hold. Yeah. And sometimes the language around that board structure is such that it doesn't say Albert controls the three seats. It says the majority of common or yeah. whoever is currently the CEO controls a seat. But if those investors can change who the CEO is or do something to change your ability to keep the majority of common, you effectively lose control of the board. Did you like did maybe not on your term sheet, maybe in the other ones you've seen in your past, like how do you, how do you think about board structure over time?
0: Yeah, so uh, this is how founders lose control of their ventures and and you're probably going to eventually lose control of the venture unless you just have some, you know, something that's just off the charts. Um, uh, but you want to delay that as for as long as possible. Mm-hmm. So, and and you know, I've seen VCs come in that don't control the board, still control the board.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: you got to be really the more important thing is who your partner is. It's not what the documents say. How do they do that?
1: How can an investor control a board, but it doesn't look like they control a board?
0: Um, one example is number one, they're, you know, the most accomplished person at the table and they have the big war chest that can keep doubling down in rounds and other people are running out of money, for instance. And they're just, mm-hmm. you know, they'll side with that investor because that investor is dominant, you know, so that yep. that'll be one example, but there's probably a zillion examples. So, yep. um, yeah, so, so in terms of board structure, we, we ended up with a three person board. With oh, two independent seats, we're in the process of looking for one of those independents.
1: Wow, Foundry didn't require that for them to you know protect their preferred shares with their own seat, huh?
0: No, Foundry has their own seat. They oh. have a Series A seat, um, and then there's a we call it a Series Seed seat, but it's really controlled by uh, common and Series Seed voting together, which means you know that I control it. Yep. Then there's a CEO seat which I sit in.
1: What are the two independent ones And I thought you
0: said he yeah, has two independents. The two independent are just independent board members. Like we'll we'll do a search and you know find people that we think are relevant within Oh, district. so you're moving to five. Yeah, we're moving to five. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. I, I misunderstood you. I thought you said it was three today. Um, okay yeah, it's cool.
0: three, it's three today and then two more, two more that will be approved once uh, the the at least the fourth person's found.
1: Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Um, going back to product velocity. So last time we spoke, I think you said you had about 38 folks on the team. How many are on the team today?
0: Right now, it's about
1: 60 or so. Wow. And, and um, how many engineers?
0: Um, core engineering is 40 or so. Why do you use the word core? Well, because I'm in that, you know, we've got product management, uh, we've got our CTO, he's not in that number. You know, we're all involved in product.
1: But, have you done uh, anything to try and control burn over there, but still get the engineering resources you need, like outsource?
0: We, we have a little bit of outsourcing going on. The outsourcing usually increases the burn. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we, we now have um, 30 people in Medellin, Colombia. That, that's, that's recent news as well. So we ran Why do you say outsourcing
1: to Columbia increases the burn? Wouldn't it be more expensive to hire a full-timer in New York or San Francisco?
0: Well, I think of that as offshoring versus outsourcing because it's our own company. Ah, got it. And outsourcing. We also have some consulting firms that help us as well. I um, see. Yeah.
1: So just to be clear, you consider the group in Columbia offshoring, not
0: outsourcing? Totally. Yeah. And it's a wholly owned sub of 8Base that we established on oh. there. Yeah.
1: It's not like a a dev shop that you're getting a hundred wow. hours per month in.
0: Ah, I see. No, 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 we have a um, few of those, but, but that's, that's not the mainstream.
1: So why would you put certain engineering specs or tasks into outsourcing versus your team that is wholly owned by you offshoring in Columbia?
0: Um, it, it, for a number of different reasons, but think of, you know, one of them just, you know, ramping up engineers fast. You know, some of these are like, t- you know, hire, you know, temp to perm and things like that. And, some of them are, are handling specific things. Yeah. So, yeah. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Um, very cool. Okay. Um, talking about product, what's coming up next? Anything you can share?
0: Oh, my God. There's a lot going on in product. So, so as I mentioned, we had the back end. It's still, you know, it's very mature and going really well. We're beefing up the R&D as it relates to the back end. going to add more core services to help applications run. And then the front end tools are evolving super quickly. I think if you, if you dug into those, what you would see is, um, a very powerful low code platform that operates with the flexibility of a framework. Mm -hmm. And that is a very, very hard thing to do. So like a web, a web developer, you know, react developer, Vue.js developer can come into an eight base and still feel like they're developing and they're not limited by the low code environment because of that flexibility in the way we've architected it. And then what you're going to see is that we're going to start bringing this whole product experience to be full stack. Whereas today, you can use the back end or use the front end um, or use them together. The, the product experience is a little bifurcated. And so it's going to become one, even though you can still use the back end as a headless you know, back end or you can use a front end talking to other back ends. Um, but the product experience will be more unified.
1: Guys, heck of a story here. Check it out at 8base.com if you want again no code your way to your SaaS MVP. It's a good way to go. Albert Santalo, thanks for taking us to the top, man.
0: And Nathan, one one quick thing. MVP and beyond. Like we've got we've got clients now that are that are hyperscaling. So that's oh, wow. one of the big, big benefits of, of the product. It's just you can start with MVP, but you keep going. You never have to replatform.
1: Guys, 8base.com. It's free to check it out. Uh, go go take a drive. Albert, thanks again, man. Thank you, Nathan. Always a pleasure.